106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Josh Goff joining us now from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. You brought Justin along with you as well. So, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. And the last program, really quick, Fix It Radio, we were talking about, we got into electrical stuff. And I did get a text message back from the person we were trying to help that said, uh, they called the power company. The on-call guy knew exactly what this particular listener was talking about, thanks to all the, the folks out there that were chiming in on that. It sounds like they may get their problem resolved, so that's how we do things. Nice. Yeah, it's always nice when that happens. So, All right, question of the day today. And this one came from a good friend of mine, so this was not my question of the day, but it's still a good question of the day. And this, let me see, make sure I couch this correctly. What is your, so if your car has different modes, which a lot of cars today do have, so different modes as in, you know, comfort, normal, sports, some have, you know, even track and all sorts of other things. Some will have five or six modes depending upon the vehicle, but this this is the question. What is your favorite mode and why? 303-477-5600. So if you get into a car like I drive a, you know, fairly, fairly uh, good amount of new cars just for the test drives and so on. And I will tell you that typically for me, it's the sport mode. Now, I usually test all modes just because that's what I'm doing and I need to figure out, you know, how the car works and so on. But I rarely am in normal mode. I'm almost always in the sport mode. I'm right. usually in a normal mode. I can I can tell you which mode Josh is normally in. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is like me. Yeah, yeah. Quite the same <laughs> I'm in the fast mode, whichever which, whichever one of those is on the on the dial or the button. That's the one I'm going yeah, to. Even if it doesn't have that mode, I the, gave I, it that mode. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to that anyways. Exactly right. Whatever that mode is, that's what I'm after. So, yeah. Anyways, what is your favorite car mode? And then why? Now, in some cars, you just kind of like that that cushy ride, or you know. And again, every vehicle is a little different. Some of the older vehicles have no choice, or there's maybe one or two different modes. Some of the newer vehicles, I'm not exaggerating when I say there's four to five different there modes is. on some of these newer vehicles. There's literally that many. And we, you know, we should probably take a minute and explain that as to okay. And I'll ask, I'll throw this to you, Josh. How do they control the different modes? What's happening when you go? And I know it varies from manufacturer to manufacturer but in general what's happening when you go to those different modes well on the higher end cars you have everything from the suspension they're able to control basically the shock rate you know whether they respond fast or slow shift points how quick it accelerates you know and how smoothly it shifts and so they're able to control quite a bit and even braking you know the abs module is kind of looking into it you know if you're in track mode it's it's going to come on fast and and hard and then if you're in the comfort True. mode, it's just going to kind of you know help you smooth into that stop. True. Explain also. This is another thing, and we've talked about this in the past briefly, but I think a lot of folks would be 
you know, just curious to know how this works. And that is when they talk about suspension changes and they're changing the ride, for example, how are they doing that? Well, there's two different ones. There's the magnetic system that GM has, and they actually have metal particles in the fluid. In the fluid. In the fluid. So right. they just basically have a like big a metallic m- fluid, basically. It is metallic fluid. And they turn on a magnet, and it makes it a solid. So it goes from being viscous to more of a solid. And that's one of them. Or the they other can do that in a nanosecond, by the oh, way. Oh, they can. Literally. I've, it's that amazing fast. how fast those things yeah. can lock up like that. And then the other ones, they have a valve basically at the top of the shock or strut that is, controls the orifice. So usually you have a strut that there's, you know, you have an orifice size, and it lets the fluid go back and mm-hmm. forth between the two chambers and cushion it. Yep. Well, you have a bigger orifice. You're going to yep. have a softer yep. ride. And if you have a smaller one, it's going to be harder. And that's what they do. They have a, the computer can control that orifice size by yep. moving a valve back and forth. And for a lot of you that think the aftermarket itself is a joke and that we should never have aftermarket parts and... And, you know, they're, they're actually part of the problem we have at times with quality and so on. Let me, let me uh, give you guys a little bit of schooling. Everything Josh just said mm-hmm. came from the aftermarket, not right. only from off-road Baja Racing, but even the old, which they still make, the Rancho 9000 <laughs> shocks where there's a little valve at the bottom you could manually turn or for a while there, and you can even still do it today. There's a little compressor where you can actually manually change the depth of that pinnel valve with air. It, 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 I never liked that. The manual ones, I think, work a lot better because once it's set, it's set. But that technology, if you would, uh, no offense, it's not new. It's been around now for, gosh, 25 years Probably plus. Yeah, close to 30 years. Yeah, 30 years that's been around. Now, it's it's got a lot more sophisticated in the, the OEM, which, by the way, the OEM doesn't make any of this stuff. They just specify, can you build X? And right. then somebody like Tenneco, which owns Rancho, comes along and says, yeah, we can build that. But keep in mind, a lot of these things that we talk about, even the different modes, those have been in the aftermarket, even with programmers and things like that for years essentially that's what you were doing with a power programmer some 30 years ago was you were putting these different modes it would change shift points it would change Mm -hmm. how hard the transmission shifted it would change timing uh power curve all sorts of things you would do in that quote-unquote power programmer all the factory did was come along and said wait a minute these people are going out and spending money on that after the fact. Let's jump on board on the front side. We can add a little you know, cost to the, to the vehicle on the front side. They're paying for it anyways, but then they don't have to go out and basically they steal from the aftermarket when they, when they do that. But let's go ahead and just get this stuff built into the car on the front side. And that's what they do. But they did not come up with that on the front side. No. The aftermarket did is my point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice, though, with those modes. It's amazing on a modern car how different that car will perform. Between oh, in some modes. cases, it is literally night and it, day. It is night and day. For some of you listening where you're thinking, oh, it's just a push of a button, how much difference could it make? Oh, you would be surprised. Yeah, you change. It's amazing how much that car changed. I just, uh, I just test drove, and I'll do a review on this on Monday, but just a little hint here. I just drove the Ford Raptor Bronco, which is, in my opinion, just a heads up, way overpriced Bronco. If you look at what the dealers are getting for those things, $120,000. That vehicle's not worth, in my opinion, what list price is, period. Nonetheless, the uh, quote-unquote value added that the dealers are now adding on to the sticker price of some twenty to twenty-five k, it's not worth it. But that one has, I believe, four different modes. It's got normal, uh, or could say it's got quiet, which affects the exhaust in this case as well. Quiet, normal, sport, and Baja, which is supposedly off-road use only, they say. I ran it in all four, and I really didn't see a lot of difference between sport and Baja. Now, I will say this. When you go to the from normal to sport mode, not only does it change the exhaust, but it changed the way, Josh said a moment ago, the way the shift points are, how fast it is off the line, how much turbo 
you know, how fast the turbo's, you know, quote unquote, kicking in. In other words, the boost of the turbo is increased more quickly. Um, you know, does it run better in the sport mode versus the normal mode? Absolutely. And does it run better than even the quiet mode? Absolutely. So in that particular case, there's four different modes that you can actually run that vehicle in. And each one of them, there's a drastic difference. Yes. Nice. And you, you would think, oh, how can it be that big of a deal? Um, to your point. You'd be surprised what they can program in and make changes <laughs> with. There's a lot, a lot amazing. more than people think today. Now, question for you, and we'll go to Bill here in a minute. I get this question a lot, too, even off air. And I just my own personal opinion, given what the factories have now been able to do on the front side of programming. Now, I'm talking probably the last five years. Prior to that, I think it's fair game, do whatever you want to when it comes to aftermarket programmers and so on. But I'm going to just tell you, and I don't, I'm not trying to ditz any of the aftermarket programming folks that are out there, but unless you're trying to do something very, very specific with your vehicle, in my opinion, the programmers are, are of non they're just you don't need them anymore am i correct yeah unless you're track tuning i mean it's it's an off-road vehicle and you want this exact correct. thing to happen or you're making changes like injector size or you right know, supercharged but a supercharger a bigger turbo or, something like exactly. that yes yes agree but other than that it's pretty amazing what the yeah I, they've actually got them dialed in pretty well so i again not ditzing any of the programming companies that are out there i just feel like in today's world you're just not i had this conversation actually the other day with dave hart our roofer he's got a uh, later model F-150 Eco EcoBoost. He's like, hey, I'd like to do a few things to a power program or maybe an intake and so on. I'm like, you know, put a cold air intake on it just because you save money on air filters down the road if you want to do something along those lines. But really, honestly, other than that, you don't really need to do anything. It'll actually get, you know, very good mileage. The thing runs very well the way it is. I just don't know if you're going to gain enough to spend the 400 bucks on a program. I don't think you're going to get that money back. Any now. new vehicles built so well. I just don't think They're you're just getting ready to yeah, go. You're just not getting it back. So that's just, again, my opinion on a new vehicle. I don't think you gain enough with power programmers. There's other devices you can do, much to what Josh said a moment ago, that would, would help. But I just don't see enough when it comes to the power programmers. Bill and Centennial, you're next. Hey, good show, guys. Thanks. Uh, I have two questions. Number one, I finally broke down and bought a newer vehicle, got rid of my Envoy, a 22 uh, GMC Acadia, only had 6,000 miles on it. What, the one issue I have with it is uh, uh, heated seats don't work because they said the chips aren't in yet. Right. So i got to wait until right. I get chips in and go on that way. But the other question I have, basically, when you buy a new car, now I know it's not new, it's a year old or so, you know, you get some of these features for free. And then, uh, you know, like Cirrus, you get for, I don't know, six months or a year or whatever. Right. And remote start and all this stuff. But now I notice car manufacturers are starting to charge you a subscription fee. Correct. That's what I call it. Correct. That after, you know, you paid it for the car brand new, but after about a year or so, you got to start paying a monthly fee to have certain access to certain yes. features mm-hmm. on your car. What yes. is your opinion about that? I don't, I don't particularly care for that. Um, I don't like that, that methodology of, of, you know, sales and marketing, although you're going to see more and more of them doing that uh, bmw was the first one to do it even with the heated seats now they got huge flack they turned that off they're not doing that any longer but for a while they were even going to charge you to use your your heated seat and i think their theory was well what if you live in a place like i don't know arizona or florida where you really don't ever need it you know why should somebody there have to pay for it when somebody else in Colorado? you know we'll build all the cars the same if somebody wants it in colorado they can have it if they don't want it in arizona they don't have to i think they got tons of flack and have backed off of that but bill i think more and more of that's coming for example uh 
uh, Super Cruise on GM. Some vehicles will include Super Cruise for X amount of time. Other vehicles inside of the GM lineup, if you want Super Cruise to work, you have to subscribe to the higher-end OnStar service for about $30 a month if you want Super Cruise to continue to stay activated. So all of them are going to have some sort of a little niche thing that they're going to do. And, again, it's a way for them to you know to create more revenue. Yeah. Are wow. we also talking about the mobile applications? That too. Yeah, I know on my 16 Dodge, you had to pay, I don't know, $120 a year. However, my 19 Ford, all that mobile application is actually free now. Right. Nice. So it de- depends on the manufacturer and how they're doing it, Bill. But you're exactly right. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted your opinion on it. And I don't care for it, but I think, you know, again, are they listening to me? No. Now, are they listening to all of you collectively as consumers? Well, BMW did, so... You know, will they listen collectively? Yes. Are they listening to the media? No. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you don't like it, make sure you tell them. <laughs> okay, guys. Good show. Bill, Thanks. thank you very much. And, and what I mean by that is tell the guys at the top. Don't just so tell your sales guy or your dealership. That's not going to do you any good. You've got to get a letter off or an email off to somebody at the upper ends of either the marketing end of things or the decision-making you know, uh, inside of GM, which, by the way, you can go to any of the websites. And typically find whoever it is you'd like to reach out and contact. And you're probably not going to get them on the phone and talk to them directly. But can you send some emails off on some of these items we're talking about? Sure can. You most definitely can. Now, the other thing that they do pay attention to, which I know a lot of us old guys are not used to doing this, but social media and the video of, whether that be on you know Facebook, Instagram, whatever the case may be, you you doing some videos along these lines and expressing your dissatisfaction, especially if you've got any kind of follower at all, or if that particular video happens to go viral, will the manufacturers pay attention at that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They will absolutely pay attention. That is one thing that they are definitely looking at is the social media side. In fact, I will tell you, in my opinion, they're right, wrong, or otherwise, they're looking at that more than they are an individual email coming into their office. Mm-hmm. Trust me. They're looking at that. So we'll come back. Give us a call, 303-477-5600. Again, what is your favorite car mode and why? We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. Choosing Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center almost 20 years ago was one of the best decisions we ever made for our pets. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know it's a busy time of the year for all of us, but it's no reason to forget about our pets. Our pets are a part of our family, and they need their checkups and preventative care just as we humans do. 
Whether a pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are the foundation of our pet's overall health. Depending on your pet's age, a preventative care visit will include the basics, such as an exam and vaccinations, diet and weight management, and parasite preventatives. But it could also involve a spay or neuter discussion, microchipping, concerns about house training or behavior issues. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical team will take the time to get to know your pet and address the concerns you have about your pet's care. It's what your pet deserves, and it's good medicine. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, boarding, grooming, behavior training, pet foods, or pet care products, you'll find it at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the place where my pets go. Call today, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And don't forget to visit their website at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. 
we welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. back drive radio klz 560 thanks for listening by the way if you're looking for a used car we've got the place for you ridgeline auto brokers up in boulder just call justin he'd be happy to help you with that and again josh is from legacy automotive both the same company essentially just one does the repair the other does the sales side and they'll take care of either end of that for you and i've sent i don't know the last few weeks here i don't know four or five different people up as far as buying cars you guys really kind of specialize in that 10 to 25k world of cars am i right in saying it that way yeah more affordable cars um, especially cars that are good for your high school kid or college student Um, a lot of toyotas a lot of hondas stuff that we want to last long enough for your student to get out and into their own career that's what those cars are mostly there for all right so uh, we got you handled as far as all that goes joe you're next go ahead uh john uh, my question is going to be about four cylinder turbos versus normally aspirated six but first just a comment on subscriptions um, smart GPS, where they give you the uh, road congestion and they'll reroute you if there's a, a delay on your normal route. To me, that's worth If you're driving in a congested area like all of New Jersey or in and around Denver, to me, that's worth its weight in gold. I can't tell you how many times my GPS has rerouted me around a major road stoppage. And that's a subscription service. Uh, you, your GPS still works, but it'll take you right smack into a in, you know, where you'll right. sit in traffic for an hour and a half. See, I cheat, don't have the subscription because I'm in a lot of cars. I don't, you know, they even though they've got all that and it's all up and running and so on, I'm still a Waze guy, Joe. I just turn on AirPlay, you know, Apple AirPlay or CarPlay, I guess I should call yeah. it, you know, Apple CarPlay, iPad, and I just use it that way. Yeah, too, but uh, I just, you know, I just love the ability. All of a sudden, I'm heading somewhere, and all of a sudden, my GPS takes me a different way, and I'll, and I'll expand the map, and I'll see this big red Yep, hunk of hunk of road uh, on my normal route, and I, you know, it's it's John, it saved me hours. So that's a subscription I'm willing to pay for. Um, four cylinder turbos versus uh, six. I'm sitting in my Kia right now, doing 78 miles an hour, doing 1900 RPM. My daughter's looking at a midsize SUV that's got a four cylinder, I think a 1.4 liter turbo. And I'm concerned that that turbo is not going to have the engine life versus a, a normal six. What's your thought on on relative engine life of a four-cylinder turbo versus a six? Depends on the manufacturer. Yeah, thanks. I was exactly. Josh took the words out of my mouth. Depends on who we're who we're talking, who's designed it, what engine it is, and so on. It, there's not just a blanket statement, Joe, that I don't think any three of us can make right now. And if it's the one four from GM, I'm not happy with that motor. No. It's it's a lot of work and a lot of trouble, so I would stay away from it. But for example, the truck engine, the two point seven turbo four cylinder that they've built, they stole a lot of technology out of the diesel world for that engine, Joe. And I do feel like, even though it's not been out for a very long time, I think that four cylinder turbo will compete very well with even some of the V eights on the larger pickup trucks and even like the new Colorado that's coming out. That but that's a whole different ball game than your typical four cylinder with a turbo. I mean, if you're trying to squeeze 230, 250 horsepower out of a 1.4 cylinder turbo, that engine pretty hard. 
Oh, yeah. Yes, but if they build it correctly, like I just said a moment ago, where GM on their larger four-cylinders took... You know, some of the diesel technology just means it's going to have a bigger crank, a bigger block, bigger connecting rides, more webbing in the in the uh, block itself. Keep in mind the imports. You know, folks like BMW and so on have been doing you know things along these lines: four cylinder, six cylinder turbos for a very, very long time. So I won't tell you that it doesn't work. It depends on the manufacturer. Okay. All right. So, uh, and again, I think she was even looking at a GM car too. So I was saying I'm I'm not thrilled with. You know, uh, for the few extra bucks, I'm telling her I think you ought to get the V6, the normally aspirated V6, particularly at sea level. She at sea level, I, and typically from if it were me, I think longevity-wise on anything, if I had the ability at sea level to go naturally aspirated versus making up that horsepower with any kind of a supercharger or turbo at sea level, I would I would most likely go naturally aspirated because you have air here at our elevation. Everything changes. Right, right. Um, As you know. Yeah, and even there you can always go to, but even the six, John, I don't really think, even in Colorado, unless it's a really huge car, I really don't think uh, you're going to run out of horsepower with the six, unless it's a really massive vehicle, would you? Depends on the vehicle. Kind of goes back to what Josh said earlier. Depends on the vehicle, the manufacturer, and so on. I mean, there's an old saying, and it's fairly true. There's no substitute for cubic inches. Well, there kind of is, because if you look at what Ford's done with their EcoBoost, they've taken smaller displacement engines. They have raised the quote-unquote you know, effectiveness of that engine, even in horsepower and such, by adding dual turbochargers and things along those lines. Now, here's what's interesting, though, Joe. You can take a naturally aspirated V8 Chevy Silverado, and it will do just as well fuel economy-wise as a Ford EcoBoost with a V6 that probably has a liter and a half less or at least a full liter less capacity to it than actually what the naturally aspirated V8 does. So just because it's a V6 or a four-cylinder turbo doesn't mean it's going to get any better fuel economy than its, than its naturally aspirated counterpart does. All right, well, that's, that's good. I appreciate that. That's good information. Hey, my, my last question, you get my question about the listener from Michigan who wants to run his Dodge Charger at 155 miles an hour? <laughs> I did see that, yes. What kind of tires should he be running on that car? Uh, he needs to make sure he's got the P-rated tires if he's going to do that. <laughs> By the way, that might maybe your next question, what's the fastest you've ever got a speed ticket going? Cause this you, know, I've, ticket you know, I did that one several years ago and had lots and lots of feedback. I'll add that into a future question because that was a lot of fun when we did that. Yeah, this guy, for those who didn't read about it, a guy in Michigan got pulled over for doing 156 miles an hour in Lansing, Michigan, on the I-476. I'm surprised they didn't impound the car at that yeah. speed. They just didn't take him in right well, they did be Well, they did because he was driving on a restricted license. Oh. Oh, okay, well, yeah, in that case, it's going away. I mean, even you and I, we, you and I, maybe you could talk your way out of that, although typically when you're going that fast, they're taking the car. Yeah. I did, by the way, had to go to a, uh, uh, a speeding class. One time I was cited for... Uh, I was citing, I got a citation 20 years ago, and I had to go to one of these classes to reduce the points. And there was a guy there from, I think, in Aspen, got pulled over on I-70 in a Ferrari. And I think he was doing like 130 in his it's Ferrari. Funny, I've got, I've got, I was at my brother's funeral uh, while, you know, well over a year and a half ago or so. And uh, was at his funeral. Actually, it was. it's just been uh, two years ago. Sorry, about two years ago next month. Anyways, was at his funeral, and he had a good friend of his that was a, a policeman up in the Seattle area. And so we were just sitting there chatting, and they were good friends. And so, you know, the conversation, because he's my brother, and, you know, we're at the funeral and all that. But we just started talking about different things. And, 
and uh, we started asking him about you know just different things he's experienced and you know at one point i said so what's the you know what's the fastest speeding ticket you'd ever given out and he has a similar story to what you just said a minute ago joe and i said okay so do you like take the car and pound the car how does that work he's like no he said i have a different philosophy he said what i've learned with anybody that's got an exotic car that'll do that kind of speed is time is far more precious to them than writing them even a speeding ticket. So he said, what I typically do is I take and waste as much of their time <laughs> through that process as I possibly can, knowing that that's far more painful to them than even a $300 speeding ticket is. So he said, I've learned to use that as a learning lesson. I talked to him about speed and accidents and all sorts of different things. He said, I could take up to an hour writing that ticket, but I don't impound the car and I don't give them a huge fine because I know at the end of the day that's not what they're after. Take their time is a bigger punishment than anything else. I just started laughing at him. That's a smart move. Smart policeman, by the way. Very smart. We need more guys like that. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need more. You know what? And he's, you know, given, again, given the fact he was one of my brother's good friends, uh, yeah, he's one of the good guys out there. And we need more guys like that, Joe. You're 100% correct. All right. Well, as always, John, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No, that's a good story. It's one of those stories, by the way, I don't think, you know, A, it was at my brother's funeral, but B, you just never forget those kind of stories because you're like, oh, I never really thought about it that way. But you're right. A guy that owns a, you know, half a million dollar sports car, what's a $500 ticket to that guy? Nothing. Nothing. It's, no. yeah, it's like somebody else writing a $5 you know, getting five dollars out of their out of their wallet or whatever. So it's, it's nothing to a guy like that. But taking an hour of their time is in most cases a big, big, big deal because typically they got places they want to be. Yeah, he's probably making more than 500 bucks an exactly. hour. Exactly. Yeah. So, so You're so hurting him worse. It was really <laughs> funny talking to him. Anyways, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. 
You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Give us a call, 303-477-5600. Anything you want to chat about, our question of the day is, what is your favorite mode that you're driving in? And for some of you, you've got vehicles that have four, five, six, even more modes. Some some modes, like some of the BMWs and Mercedes, you can even customize a mode to fit whatever it is you want to do. So what's your favorite mode and why? 303-477-5600. Myself, Justin from uh, Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder. Josh, of course, Ridgeline and Legacy Automotive, both up in the Boulder area. You can find those guys, by the way. I should have said this earlier. Go right to the website, drive-radio.com. Just go to the website. And, and again, if you forget that, you can go to Google and just type in Drive Radio. And we come right up. It's really easy. If you ever forget, you know, what the URL is, just go type in Drive Radio. You'll find us right off the bat. You'll find all of our sponsors, these guys being one of them listed there. Real easy to find that way. But we were talking through the break, and a lot of you listening didn't know this. We were talking about EVs. And EVs are here. They are here to stay. They're not going away. Are they going to reach... The kind of saturation that I think a lot of the folks in government, even manufacturers, want them to. I don't think so. Not anytime soon. Is there going to continue to be an increase of saturation as time goes by? Well, of course there is, because the more people realize the benefits of, and I know a lot of you are thinking, well, what are those? You know, what are you talking? About? What's the benefits? You got to you know plug it in and get a recharge if you're going to keep driving and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's one of the downsides. You can't just go to a gas station, fill up, and drive cross country, but. One of the biggest benefits that EVs have 
is the performance mm-hmm. side of the aisle. So if you guys are listening and you love fast cars and you know you love getting from A to B as quickly as possible and you love that zero to 60 time, there are very few cars out there with the exception of just some of the really high-end exotic or muscle cars that will be as fast on a zero to 60 time as most any EV, including something like my Chevy Bolt. I mean, they are just wicked fast. Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah. Super fast. Almost too fast. <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> kind of what we were talking about. And that, that kind of begs another question, Justin. Will, you know, as people start to notice how fast they really are, will the manufacturers be forced to, quote, unquote, th- I know throttle's not the right word, but I think it's a term we all understand, are they going to be required to throttle those things back from, say, a you know, dead stop to 15, 20 miles an hour, and then as they get to that speed, you know, more like a regular gasoline-powered ice engine where you've got a little buildup to get to, you know, you don't have that instant power as you normally would with an EV. An EV, you, you hit the pedal, and it, you're done. It's gone. You're going. Well, it'll be a new mode, city mode. You know, since we've been talking about modes, you know, city probably mode. the GPS is going to pick up where you're at. If you're in town and oh. you're in stop-and-go traffic, Good point. the GPS knows, and it'll tell the car, you can't take off in a million miles an hour. I think Every that's a great idea. Green. Excellent idea. You know, throttle them back into town. Then when you're, you know, out in the country or away from the city, let it do what it needs that you want yeah. it to do. Or pay for a subscription to let it do what Well, and here's where, I don't, do. here's where I don't disagree with you guys. And, and bear with me here. Very few... Very few, because there are some, but very few EV owners are performance individuals that have driven performance cars and understand what it's like to drive a really fast car. And I'm, I'm not trying to poke at EV owners. I am one. But very few are like me, understand the performance side, know how to drive on the performance side, have been on a racetrack and done some of those things. No offense, most EV owners aren't that. And yet they're driving something that has that capability. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to have an EV, you know, have an EV, but at the same time, you got to drive safe. You know, especially in the wintertime, we got gravel on the road, we got salt on the road. Yeah, you know, good th- point. You're still driving something that is, you know, wrapped in aluminum. And it's heavy. And it's heavy. EV, that's the other you thing know. people forget. EVs are extremely heavy. I mean, even my, so for those of you listening, my little Bolt, which you would think would typically be in about the 2,500-pound-ish range. No, it's like 3,400 pounds. It weighs almost 1,000 mm-hmm. pounds more than its counterpart would. A Tesla, so a full model, four, you know, four-door Tesla S, will weigh, will weigh almost, not quite, but almost what an F- F-150 does. So you take a full-size pickup truck, and a Tesla weighs very close. It's within about 500 pounds of a full-size truck Mm -hmm. and you're running that around at the speeds we're talking about and yes they've got good braking and they brake very well they've got regenerative braking that helps as well but bottom line you're zero to 60 time i mean if you if you get of course if you get a tesla plaid that's like the fastest car on the planet right now but if you get a regular just a regular you know tesla model s they'll do zero to 60 in oh just a little over three seconds i mean they're they're extremely extremely fast faster than most people give them credit for and this is, this is just a real quick um, little piece of advice to people driving ICE engine vehicles. Unless you're driving some sort of a supercar, super fast ICE vehicle, if you're going to get up next to a EV and play with it, don't. Oh, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose. Don't. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you're, you're just better off letting them do whatever it is they're going to do because 
if you're trying to do anything at all with them and you're trying to, which we never advocate street racing because that's not what you do, but if you find yourself in a situation where you're tempted to do that, don't because you're going to lose anyways. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose on multiple counts, but you're not going to win that race because the EV will, especially if it's from zero to 50, the EV is winning. Yeah. Just is. There's, I mean, my little bolt from zero to 40, there's hardly hardly a vehicle out there unless you're talking super high performance vehicle that will beat it from zero to 40 yeah it's always some kid in sti trying to outrun your bolt and they won't they won't they can't i mean the, the bolt is just that fast the evs not bolt the evs in general unless they throttle it down some and there are some evs i will say this right now there are some evs out there that are believe it or not underpowered and i can say underpowered correctly because they're still using electric propulsion so there's still power there and there are some evs that are underpowered and i'll give you an example the the volkswagen uh i what do they call that thing the id4 mm-hmm. the volkswagen id4 it's kind of their little suv if you would it's like an atlas only it's the electric version of an atlas it's an underpowered electric vehicle now it's low end zero to like 30 is pretty good above that it sucks it is not as fast as what its ice counterpart would be above that. So there's an example where they've done something where they've not done enough, haven't put enough motor in it, literally, electric motor. Right. Something something there just isn't quite the same because typically an EV is going to be uh, fast all the way up the entire power curve because there's no curve. It's just flat out. You You step on the gas and... Well, there's no gas. You step on the accelerator pedal and you accelerate. <laughs> Probably the best way for me to say that. And again, a lot of uh, a lot of us performance guys will give the EVs a bad name. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys because it is very, very difficult to beat a full bore, high performance electric vehicle, i.e., a Tesla Plaid. And I've driven some of the high end uh, BMW uh, full electric, the five series electric. I've driven the new BMW. A full electric, the EOS. I mean, those vehicles are extremely fast all the way through the power band. And good luck if you've got a nice vehicle trying to beat them. You're not going to. No, you're they, not. Now, can you beat them in distance? Of course. If you're going to do a trip cross country, can a Ford Focus beat a Tesla cross country? Yeah, yes. Exactly. Because you can get on the Focus. I don't care if it's a 20-year-old Focus. You can get a 20-year-old Focus, stop at every gas station you need to, fill up, and go coast-to-coast faster than you can the Tesla. Why? Because you can go wherever you want, find a gas station, and keep going. A Tesla cannot do that. So will you outrun it? Good luck. They don't have those charging stations (laughs) as much as they Yeah, there's a lot of horror stories on charging stations that claim to be working, that when they arrive, they're not. The other thing EV owners themselves even forget is when it's cold out, the battery has to be at a certain temperature before it will even accept a charge. Mm-hmm. So if you're super cold, you know, you're 10, 15 degrees out, and you just start out from the, the hotel or the motel or whatever it is, and you're going to go get a quick charge before you're on your way, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You can take 30 no minutes things. just, to get, just the, to get the battery warm. Up to temp, yeah. Before you can even take a charge, and even then it'll be a slower charge than you normally would be able to take because the battery won't accept the charge because it's cold. There's a lot of things, again, EV owners themselves just don't understand and how do we know these things? Well, because I own one. Josh actually owns a plug-in, the new 4xE plug-in Jeeps, which that'll operate up to, what, 25 miles independent of any engine help? Yeah. Is that about depends right? Depends on how you drive it. I get about 25. I think you can get a little bit more, but yeah, I, never I could. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, drive, I drive too fast. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I've, I've got, you know, I got places to, to be, and I'm not doing that. Anyways, any questions you guys might have, let us know, especially on the used car end of things, and even... 
the, you know, some of the horror stories out there when it comes to this. This is something that I want to get into. I saw a video here just yesterday of somebody complaining about a particular issue that I will I will get into the details of in a moment as soon as we come back. So don't go anywhere. Drive radio KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. 
Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, I've got a story and I've written it down. I will share it with you. It's a video that I saw and I didn't comment on the video because I thought, well, I don't want to be that guy. And it frankly, ain't going to make a hill of beans a bit of difference. But there's lots of things in the video that were wrong that... I will get into, and it has to do with an engine replacement of a particular vehicle. So I'll get into that here as we go through the rest of the day here. John and Littleton, though, you're next. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Today? Good. Hey, I had a handful of little questions. Um, one is I have a car, an older car, that I want to, I'll say, gift to my daughter. Okay. Um, just didn't know what you knew about the DMV process here in, like, Jeffco. About if, uh, do I, can I give something or do yes. I have to sell it or? No, you know? from family member to family member, you could do something very easily. They won't even charge you any sales tax. You will have to pay the new registration fees and so on. And of course, title fees when you go in and change it from one name to another. But if you're in the same family, gifting it from one to the another, um, yeah, it's just a matter of a title transfer from one name to another. And if you want to put it in her name, you're more than free to do so. Now, nothing says you have to do that. She could even insure it in her name, have it be titled under your name. The registration would be under your name name but you could have her insure it in her own it just depends on how you want to do things on that end of it and if whether or not you want the title in her name or not yeah i think in this case you know she's an adult i'd rather just let her have oh it. yeah if she's an adult yeah. sorry i should have asked if it's, a, if it's a teen or an adult yeah if it's an adult yes you you can you can just gift that to her and she'll have to pay for her own you know new license plates and things along those lines and yeah that can be done very easily Okay, great and then i had uh, two other questions one is on a what do you guys think of the vintage of like a 2006 GMC Yukon XL, you know, suburbanish. Oh, what do you think of those cars in general? Six-liter engine. They're poor on fuel economy. It was a good vehicle all in all. They did have some oil pump issues that you had to be careful of and make sure that that's been taken care of by now. But on 06 by now, if it hasn't been taken care of, I'd be absolutely shocked. It'd have to be something very, very low mile that nobody drove over all these years. But if it's been around at all and has miles on it, those problems have been fixed. It's a solid vehicle. They'll run literally as long as you want to keep driving it. Yeah. Excellent. And no no real, uh, you know, nope. certain points that things like this is going to happen. It'll need ball joints and upper control arms like that's normal. anything in that class does. I mean, that's But that that's had the normal. torsion bar front end, which actually, as far as its longevity is concerned, you know, they didn't go to the, the independent coilover type front end until 08. So the 06s still have the old style, you know, torsion bar front end. To Josh's point, they needed ball joints from time to time. But outside of that, really outside of that and... And maybe drag link, you know, idler arms, you know, some of those front end pieces outside of those. Drive it. Yeah, Make so many of those are on the road still. That's that why. Even worst case scenario, you lose an engine or a transmission. Put one in it. There's yeah. tons of companies rebuilding yep. those. Drive and, it. And just check the transfer case. They were a little weak, but that's only if somebody used it a lot. So. Correct. And if yeah, somebody's okay. maintained one and done all the fluid changes and things necessary, John, up to this point, yeah, those things will run 300,000 miles plus. Oh, yeah. We yep. get them in all the time. Yeah. Oh, all right. Good to know. And then the last question, I was just listening to your BG commercial, and they were talking about the engine, I forget what they call performance service. Yes. Is that, uh, you talked about the EPR with an oil change. Is that the same, or is that something different? No, the EPR with an oil change on a direct injection vehicle is very necessary. In fact, every yes. direct injection vehicle, that is a have to. You need to mm -hmm. do it as a part of the oil change. The dealership will not tell you that because they want the service 
intervals to have less cost to them. But a direct injection vehicle needs the EPR done every single oil change. And even like you say you buy a used vehicle like this, like this uh, six liter in a 06 Yukon, I would do one on your first initial run just to get things cleaned up. You wouldn't need to do it other than maybe on an annual or biannual basis after that on that engine. But anything direct injected, yes, you need to do it every single oil change. Oh, okay. I have a Saturn Sky that's uh, a two-liter turbo, you know, direct inject. You need to do that so every oil change. That. Yep. Oh, good to know. And then it, is the service that I would do in my garage with the EPR any different than the shop would do? Nope. The only difference would be okay. warranty. Um, you do get a well a guarantee on the engines and whatever services a shop does. If it's done at a shop, which you're going to pay a little bit more for it, there does come with sure. um, Good point, Justin. You know, like four thousand dollar guarantee yeah. on the engine transmission. Good point. But but is that um, but if you had you know if the car is older and has X number of miles on it, does that still apply? It does not. I think the four thousand dollar yeah four thousand dollar limit on engine and transmission it needs to be under fifty thousand miles. I think they give you a two thousand dollar guarantee if it's under seventy five. So if you're already over that, there there wouldn't be any guarantee anyways. Okay, but that's good to know for a lower miles car. Okay. Yes, awesome. Yes. All right, guys, that's very good. I really appreciate it. You're Thank very you welcome, so John. Appreciate it. No, thanks for the phone call. And yeah, those older Yukons and Yukon XL Suburbans, yeah, still one of my most favorite vehicles because they'll just run and run and run and run and run. One of the best vehicles I think they ever built. Period. Just my opinion. Uh, Don and Lock Bowie, what's going on? Well, um, good morning, and, you know, the last conversation kind of uh, answered some of the questions okay. that I was calling about the BG Engine Restore. We're dealing with the 2005 CTS with that 3.6, and I have about 205,000, never had that done. And it's I've owned it since 25,000 miles, and it's always consumed oil. So I was wondering if that would help that, or since it's not a direct injection with this many miles, would I do any harm to the seals in that at this stage? No, it won't do any harm, and usually it helps loosen up those oil control rings, which is probably where you're losing your Mm -hmm. oil at. And so it's always worth putting an EPR in there if your oil changes. All right, well, yeah, that's... That's what I was touch, touching about, and I was just concerned. You loosen up stuff, and now you made a mountain out of a molehill where, you know, a quart of oil every 1,500 miles is better than replacing the motor. And the, the EPR is good at, you know, it doesn't go through and loosen everything up right away. It's kind of a, a mild detergent, I guess you would want to say. And so to loosen up a little bit of stuff, but... It's not like one of those products, you know, well, there's some products that PG makes that will loosen everything up mm-hmm. right away. So the EPR is good at kind of working on that but not being a danger. To All right. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I will give that 3.6 Cadillac kudos. I'm uh, quite surprised. Oh, and your driving mode, I prefer to drive it in the sport mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. And it, it does hunker down at 90 miles an hour. That car does hunker down, and it's incredible. Oh, it planes out like a boat. Yeah. Uh, it sure does. I was, you know, We go back to Kansas a lot for the in-laws and then back highways late at night. The wife says, all right, you need to roll it down. She can hear when I hit 100. <laughs> yep. 
right. Thank you guys very much, and have yourselves you, a great week. Don, thank you. You do as well. I've got some text messages that have come in as well. I'll do my best to answer those also. And, yeah, if you have any questions, by the way, on any of the BG products, you can always call even during the week, Josh or Justin. They can help you out with any of those questions. They've sold that product for a very long time as well. Uh, our number here, by the way, lines are open. We'll get you dialed in for the 11 o'clock hour, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. So really quick, somebody also texted, what company do you recommend for purchasing low-cost cars for college-age students? Justin, I will let you answer that. Thank you. Ridgeline Auto Brokers is glad to help with that. Uh, we've actually got a lot of vehicles, and we spend a lot of time making these vehicles reliable even though they're older you know our goal is to get your student through school and then they can go get their new vehicle phone number 303-442-4141 and also along those lines if you have any questions about the car buying process even if you're not purchasing from us Josh and I are just here to help. We're, we're glad to take those calls and do everything we can to help you. Appreciate that, Justin. So, again, guys, and I just texted that back, 303-442-4141. Again, Drive Radio, any questions you've got for us, we'll get you lined up here over the news, 303-477-5600. You can also text us some questions, and I've got a couple that have come in that I will answer as soon as we come back here at the 11 o'clock mark as well. So, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.